Rock 106.9. Welcome to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. You're minutes away now from your first keyword of the day for our workday double pay. We pass out keywords, you text them in, you win money, and this is the last week for it. So you uh, today being Tuesday, New Turn Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Got a couple opportunities for you this morning, the rest of the week, and then that will be the end of that. So if you need cash... This is where you can get it multiple times. Joined every morning by Matthew Fantone. How are you, buddy? Uh, doing a lot better now that you mentioned it's New Turd Tuesday. One of my favorite segments that we do here on the Stansberry Show. What's uh, what's what's on the docket there? New what Miley Cyrus, about? new Sons of Palomino, and new Green Day all part of that. Exciting stuff right yeah, there. Yeah, no, that will be good. And uh, I, was, uh, I, was in, uh, I was in conversations with a local artist last night. Yeah. And we won't have her stuff ready to go this morning, but she is going to get it to us by today, and we will have it for next week. Okay. A former... Uh, a, a, a former artist who was already on New Tour Tuesday once upon a time, Erica okay. Dawn, has okay. uh, has recorded a new album and uh, is sending me some new stuff. So we'll uh, we'll get to her next week. How are you, buddy? We uh, we now know the Cavaliers will face the Boston Celtics on Wednesday night as uh, Boston won last night. I believe it was Olenek that actually that, that propelled them to that win. Yeah, it, uh, you know, obviously I was in bed for it, but watching Sports Center this morning, um, he he went off in the fourth quarter. So you know, if that's uh, if that's what the Cavaliers have to face is Isaiah Thomas, Kelly Olenek, and some other scrubs. I feel pretty confident in the uh, in the abilities of the Cavaliers. Um, I know a lot of people are like, "Well, you know, home court." But all you have to do is win once on their floor, and home court advantage no longer exists. So, as long as these first two games, the Cavaliers can pull one off either on Wednesday or Friday, I feel like they're in a pretty good position to be moving forward. I hear um, uh, that the numbers actually say LeBron plays better on the road uh, in a lot of series than he will at home. And uh, he's the X factor. I know in the Washington series, nobody won on the road. And it was like, you know, home court advantage matters more in the NBA than it does in any other sport, which is a little weird, by the way. But uh, I I think LeBron's probably, again, going to be the X factor where that doesn't matter to him. Yeah, and I think LeBron certainly um, at this point of the year has a pretty big chip on his shoulder and definitely has that angry LeBron coming out in him. Um, I think that, you know, obviously the the spotlight being on, on the Warriors so heavily after that that game, one of the Western Conference Finals, and even just all year with Durant yeah. and that whole thing. I feel like I feel like at this point he really is focused in, and I, I don't want to say I don't want to say Cavs in four, but I'll say Cavs in five. I like Cavs in five. I actually like Cavs in four, but but I I like your cautious optimism at five. Um, I'm like you. I think LeBron it, it gets it to be this time of the year, and there's something. You know, he's very Brady-esque like this, where you already know you're great, right? You're great. I don't know if you're the all-time greatest, but you're an all-time great for sure. And they kind of need things that kind of like keep pushing themselves and asking more out of themselves. I think Brady probably uh, you know, continues to do it with the, I'm a six-round pick, that kind of thing. And LeBron, I think, does it with... Every year, somebody's trying to tell you somebody's the new LeBron right. James. LaMarcus Aldridge is going to be better. Derrick Rose is better. All these guys are better. And it's like, and then you get down to the playoffs. He's here every year, and this is where he cements his legacy. And I'm with you. I think he, there's a little chip on his shoulder of like, really? Westbrook, Harden were the MVP considerations? I'm fifth. I'm like, dude, most people have LeBron James. 
fifth. I think that I think the dialogue all year too of he's resting, he's a baby, he's a whiner. I think that really does have him pretty focused in right now. I think that was a big part of it was that like, dude, I don't care about the regular season. All you all you are going to judge me by is by winning championships, and that's all I'm going to focus on. There was a little bit of truth in that than the fact that that we, being the media and the fans, both have changed the narrative on what it means to be great, and meaning it it's championships only. And so he had, he did then react in kind. I don't like it. I don't like what happened to the NBA regular season. I think, you know, I think it's ultimately better for the sport if people are invested into the season, but they don't seem to care. So I don't know why I'm going to get all hot and bothered about it. No. And I mean, that's, that's kind of the thing too, is like, dude, I can't believe in February he took a Tuesday off. And it's like, well, dude, the vast majority of people aren't watching the game in February on Tuesday night either. So I, you know, we, we, we can all get worked up as much as we want, but dude, that game one Western conference finals, uh, ratings were through the roof, man. A ton of people watched that game. Yeah. I heard so. it was up 10%. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I guess you can decide. It's it's only going to get better too when the Cavs and the Warriors play. Yeah. It's it, honestly that rating will be great. Even if even if it did end up being Cleveland San Antonio, I still think that'd be a pretty highly rated uh, NBA Finals. So you know, it. it, it you it, think San Antonio Cleveland's still pretty good? Yeah, I mean San Antonio obviously not a huge market, but it, ah, without Tony Parker, Kawhi Leonard though. But uh, well, we'll see if Kawhi Leonard comes back. But even the, I mean, they're they're a a, a <sighs> you know a perpetual powerhouse in the NBA. They're they're one of the biggest brands in the. NBA. NBA. So market size aside, I think a vast majority of sports fans would still recognize how important that, you know, Popovich going up against LeBron and in, in, in the collision. The team there. that swept LeBron right. in the series. Right. There's a way for there's a way for the networks to kind of sell you on that. Yeah. Dude, what if it ends up being Boston and San Antonio? The NBA'd be ready to shoot itself in the head, dude. Boston, San Antonio. <sighs> Yeah, see, in a lot of other leagues, what you would say is, oh, well, it might be good because then there's emerging stars and there's this stuff. But in the NBA, it doesn't feel that way. Even in dude, in any sport, man. I mean, we can – I kind of talked about this yesterday where sometimes we like to pretend like, dude, the Cinderella story or the underdog or the, the you know, well, I like it when every team has a shot. It doesn't happen as much as you think, no, though. No, we don't. We don't like that. We want it to be the powerhouse. We like dominance. Right. We like the, the big we, brands. We do like dominance. We, uh, we are fans of that because – then it, then it feels like something you should be watching. Yeah. That's what I always say about baseball. It's like I think what they're what they're struggling with sometimes with with the TV rating is is that Attendance at the ballpark. Like if I turn on the game and there's nobody at the ballpark, it looks right. on television like something that I'm wasting my time watching. Not necessarily true, but it, sometimes it can feel that way. We do have a thousand dollars for you. Ten after each hour. We also have a way for you to sleep with your wife. And cheat on her at the same exact time. WRQK.com will help you with that after we get you hooked up with this $1,000 right now. On Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. 710 will get you hooked up with another $1,000 with our workday double pay. Also, 830 Rancid and Dropkick Murphy tickets. That show, July 30th, Jacob's Pavilion. Ship them off to Boston. Ship it up to Boston! <laughs> Screw you, Dropkick Mermaids. I don't want anything to do with you right now. I uh, see. I would get, I'd get up in arms about that. But we're gonna, we're gonna s- s- 
sail through the Celtics. Doesn't matter, dude. If they're standing in front of the Cavaliers, I don't want anything to do with it. Like, and honestly, like I threw my degree deodorant away because Steph Curry does degree to commercials now. I'm no longer a degree customer. Um, I won't eat curry at all. Like, I won't do it. Won't have anything to do with that. And if Boston's standing in the way, I'm not listening to Dropkick Murphys. Marky Mark's Wahlburgers can go F themselves. Like, I don't want nothing to do with it. See, if he walked through the hallway, though, Fantone would swallow curry. Like, that would have, like, that would have, <laughs> stop it. That would have it. Like, come on, Steph. Sign this for me, man. Dude, show. Stop if it. If Steph Curry was in the building, you don't want a selfie. Would not have anything to do with that. <laughs> I don't I, buy dude, it. I swear to you right now, would have nothing to do with that Fourth guy. best basketball player on the planet. Just rolls through the nothing building. Nothing to do with him. Wouldn't take a picture with him. First really? of all, you know me. I'm not picture with people guy. Yeah, we're neither but, one of us are that guy. But wouldn't want him. If you ask me, like, oh, dude, well, come on, we're going to have him on the show. I'm giving him crap the whole time. I'm not I'm not like, I'm not like, oh, okay, hey, Steph Curry, tell us about how great you are. F that, dude. F that. Steph Curry was actually, um, I believe it was. It aired last night. It should be on my DVR. It was on my favorite like interview show. It's called Faraday by uh, uh, David Faraday uh, does it. He's uh, he's only been on about three years, but he's quickly becoming one of the best interviewers in broadcasting. And uh, he always does a really good job with his show. And Steph Curry was on that because uh, he, dude, he's he's a really good golfer. Steph Curry, you're is. talking David Faraday, the golfer. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's on the golf channel. Okay, that's why most of you are like, who's what? David Faraday? Oh, what? But uh, he used to be with CBS's like uh, golf thing. He's now moved over to the NBC side of things. Because they're taking on more golf, and uh, well, I believe they're co-owners in the Golf Channel. But yeah, Steph Curry was on that, so I, vomit. I uh, <laughs> I, I want to see it because again, in the promos for it, he comes off very likable, and I know that's what's going to happen. I'm going to end up watching it, and I'm going to be like, well, Steph's not so bad. Oh, dude, he's the worst person on the face of the planet. F him. See, I think hate he, him. I like him better than I like his wife. No, I hate his wife. Hate him. I uh, hate dude, his wife. I mean, whatever. I hate his kids. I hate all of them, dude. The entire crew. All of them, dude. Oh, that whole team. The whole on. family. Hate them all. His kids are like under 10, whatever, right? Dude, not my problem. Stupid little kid. Plenty of 10-year-olds I hate in my life, dude. Right, that's fair. Got, I've got a long list of them. Me well, beefing with 10-year-olds. Is that grader. right? Just, fourth graders F them. Just causing problems. Yeah. So we always say on the program that if you create any piece of technology, sooner or later, somebody's going to try to have sex with it. Sooner rather than later, dude. You're going to see that thing. You're going to be like, yeah, I bet you I can, put my, yeah, I can do that. And a buddy of mine, Tony, has like one of those um, PlayStation VR machines. Okay. All right. And All right. he's got like, he's already got like 60 things of porn for it. Of course, dude. I mean, you know, porn leads the way when it comes to technology. VCRs, dude, the internet. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's why VHS became the thing versus beta. I, I, I learned that from Tropic Thunder the way the rest of you did. But I, a ton, I mean, a ton of, of innovations do come from our desire to masturbate. Yeah. To, to have. The sex there. Yeah. And so, like, my buddy claims, like, this this uh, virtual reality porn from, like, the PlayStation. He says it's amazing. I mean, he says it's a. Am- now, he's married. He's got a couple of kids. And he's right. like, dude, it's way better than any of that. Right. And oh, yeah. He says it's fantastic. And I told him that part of my problem would be that, because, you know, I'm thinking about going back to PlayStation because I want to get PS View for my TV service and all right. that stuff. And I've been thinking about moving back over to a PlayStation versus my Xbox. And he was trying to sell me on the porn angle of it. He's like, dude, I'm telling you, the porn's fantastic. And I told him, I was like, I just can't think about doing that while having the goggles on my face. 
Like, there's just something about it. Like, I don't like knowing what my surroundings are. Like, if I if I'm yeah. if I'm there now in front of my laptop, I still have my other senses about me. Right. Where I I'm, mean, you still have peripheral vision where you can like see somebody coming. I can kind of like move and sense and like, uh, did I hear that right? Now, where virtual reality is going to take my eyes away from me, and it's dude, it's gonna it's gonna bring me too far into the world. See, I feel like you guys kind of have your problems split there. Where like for you, oh, you no. live it well. You live at home. You are you live it by yourself. You you know. You, you don't have anybody else that's there to like walk in on you where like this guy lives with his his wife and his kids and like that's the argument I could see is like well dude I got you know I got six year olds running around here I can't like I can't be 100% engulfed in this he says he's got a lockable door on the computer you better lock it dude check just- it twice <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you might want to put a door stopper in there as well. Well, now there's a production firm called VR Bangers. <laughs> dude, I, dude, porn companies in the names. Dude, VR Bangers, yeah, it's good. It's what we're going to call it. It's like weed. Strawberry Kush Purple. It's like, <laughs> what? Just hand it to me, drug dealer. But there's a production firm called VR Bangers, mm-hmm. and they've launched an online campaign. And we actually posted this for you. It's up at WRQK.com. And their whole thing is that what you should be doing with this, and w- women, I'm sorry. This is sometimes you guys just, sometimes we just treat you like you don't matter at all. This is their theory. You lay flat on your back, have your wife climb on top of you. You put the goggles on so you can bang Dilly and Harper, and yet your wife's the one. It's like, now, I understand that couples are going to be into certain things yeah, and like try to work, course. you know what I mean, and spice up your sex life. But I got to be honest with you. I'm not sure that if a woman I was sleeping with was like, let me strap these goggles to my face so I can see an attractive person. I'm going to have performance anxiety during that. Yeah. You know, and obviously, you know, I'm not going to like that. There's going to be differences for sure. And I mean, like you can you can you can pretend that that's, you know, whichever porn star you're watching at the moment on top of you. But if your wife's, you know, 250 pushing 300, you're going to feel that difference. You know what I'm saying? Probably. Right. right. So like and I mean, a pretty big slap in the face to your significant other. Right. Yeah. I mean, the spokesperson's trying to say, you know, this gives you the ability to, you know, sleep with your wife, and yet you think you're sleeping with a porn star, so that way you don't have to. They're trying to sell you on the, this is going to cut down cheating. I, I, I definitely think that, you know, uh, f- fantasy and, like, imagining other people, I don't think that's exclusive to any no. one particular sex. I think plenty of women have thought about, you know, George yes. Clooney, just like plenty of dudes have thought about Sofia Vergara. So, like, I, yeah, think, that's true. I, think, I think that's one thing. And, you know, not something you should do on a, a regular basis. If every time your husband wants to have sex, you have to think about somebody else, then that's then probably... think about a divorce lawyer. Right, right. That, that's, that's, <laughs> you know probably, I mean? that's probably an issue. Um, and if, 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 if you and your wife were open enough with each other and sexually expressive enough with each other where it's like, hey, I'm going to put it on, you put it on, let's see what happens. Let's all put it on. That's, that's one thing. But if you really think that, you're just going to be like, hey, babe, you in the mood? And she's like, yeah, okay, let's totally have sex. And then you're just going to be like, hold on, let me slap this on real quick. That's going to go awful for Sooner you. or later, sleeping with it, the VR isn't going to be enough. You're actually going to want the other person. Sooner or later, that that's <laughs> you're going to go up the ladder of it. I, I, I see both sides of that because, yes, fantasizing about another person could definitely lead to problems, especially if it's somebody you know or somebody you have access to. Like, it's one thing to be like, dude, I'm just going to think about Phoenix Marie. It's another thing if you're thinking about the chick you work with. Right. That's, that's definitely a problem. That's a huge problem. But yeah. I, I see. I would agree with I, that. I can see how, you know, uh, pornography and whether it's VR or Internet or whatever it is, I can see how that can kind of 
well, gets the lust out of me. And you know what I mean? Like, all right, I can, I, dude, already handled that with Jaden James, and I don't have to, like, be a horn dog the rest of my day. I can make love to my wife. Well, even if, yeah, whatever, whatever you're doing there, I'm not thinking about, I'm, I, when I'm thinking about Jaden James, I'm not thinking about, you know, Sarah that, that at the office. You know, one of the things we're not talking about here is the fact that the goggles are going to make you look less attractive yeah. to the other person, right? Yeah. And ladies, let's be honest. I don't need you wearing VR goggles. It's not like they come with windshield wipers. We'll be right <laughs> back with more Sansbury Show. Hang on. Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show, Rock 106.9. 7.10, get your next keyword for our workday double pay. That's how you get hooked up with $1,000. Our final week of doing that this week. Also coming up, 9 o'clock, New Church Tuesday, New Miley Cyrus, New Sons of Palomino, New Green Day, all part of that as well. Have you uh, have you heard about this new Miley Cyrus song at all? Uh, no. Is there something that I'm supposed to know? Um, well, it's not the uh, it's not the typical Miley Cyrus song. Really? She has it's, gro- called, it's called Malibu. She has grown as an artist and has changed her sound. Oh, no. Yeah. I No, I did not know any of that. Yeah. Have you heard it? I have not heard it, but when it came out, I heard a bunch of people talking about it, and um, they say it's a little bit more folksy. Folksy? A little bit folksy. Going more roots? Yeah. Oh, I'm... Well, now, a folksy song about Malibu. All right. I'm I'm more interested now than I was before. So check that out. Nine o'clock. We'll also give you $1,000 right around the new Miley Cyrus song. You may have heard by now there was a fire in Akron. Killed five children, two adults. Now, there's it still remains under investigation. This was yesterday. But police now do have a person of interest in custody in connection with the fire. And it's the estranged husband of one of the victims, Angela Boggs. He was taken into custody last night in Portage County. Patrick Boggs, now once upon a time, had served 12 years in prison for dousing his then-wife, with kerosene and threatening to set her on fire back in 2001. And now this latest fire had killed Angela Boggs, Dennis Huggins, and their five children. It's not been ruled as arson as of yet. Boggs has not been charged as the time that this was written, which was about two hours ago. Um, But he is a person of interest. Yeah, I mean, nobody wants to be in the business of jumping to conclusions, but it's not that far of a jump. Doesn't you know? doesn't seem crazy to think somebody who has a little bit of this in their history that they could, you know, they could be the person who had done this. Obviously, you know, seven dead people, five dead children is just a terrible circumstance, no matter how you cut it. But like dying in your home in a fire. Like, it just seems so awful. Like, that just seems to me like one of the worst possible ways to go. Is, yes. Is, is something like that. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I, I would imagine that this story will end today with them being able to pinpoint information that he says and say, okay, th- and find out that this ends up being true. I, uh, I I didn't know that her husband, you know, had served 12 years or something like this. I kind of heard a little bit about it last night. And I guess one of the one of the developments in the story is it was under a year ago, um, on, I think the same block that this family lived, there was another arson case that was never solved. Oh. So when, when I kind of hear that and I heard, you know, we heard those two things, I kind of figure, well... Did this guy 
Um, did he light the fire at that other home thinking it was his ex-wife's home or was it something like that? Like where I'm going to, you know, you know what? Yeah, that's probably, that, that's probably not crazy to think that got the wrong house. And I mean, once again, we, we are jumping to conclusions here, but it just, it seems logical to me. It seems like we're taking a ladder instead of jumping. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we hope we end up finding out, you know, who was did that. If there's any silver lining to that whatsoever, it's that somebody would, you know, uh, that justice would be served over it. I um, I, I mean, I can only imagine, you know, how how terrifying as as a parent when you're running around that house on fire, looking for your children, trying to save right. them, and and just how you know what a nightmare, like what a what a what a terrible terrible thing to happen. Yeah, I can't imagine what that would even be like. I um and. Uh, I, I just feel awful, and um, it, 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 given his history, I mean, he doused a woman in, in kerosene. Jesus, dude. in two thousand and one. How you, I mean, so he's shown already the lack of compassion for human life and those kinds of things. That that I, you know, I can't for sure. I wasn't there. Say he did it, but I feel like this one might be a little cut and dry. Well, in dousing somebody in kerosene, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Violence against women is always going to be something that I'm against. It's alarming, like, yeah. But like, y- you don't just do that where like you know i'm sure there's plenty of you don't circum- go from like decent guy right to, to next thing you know you're dousing people in care you're right there's a ramp and and, and and there's probably been you know plenty of cases where a a, in a fight got you know heated and something happened that people regret and like you know i'm not saying that punching a woman would be okay or like pushing a woman would be okay but that's so much of a leap to dousing her in kerosene and getting ready to set her on yeah fire. there's levels there, to everything there's there's just a, a different a different level of cruelness to that and I, it's a little bit like, well, dude, you only get 12 years for that. Like, to me, that feels like, dude, go to jail for the rest of your life. Like, that, to me, that feels like attempted murder. Like, what do you, you know, it, yes. it's, it's not the same as domestic violence in the sense of, like, it's not, you know. I mean, the care, without being lit on fire, the kerosene alone could kill you. Right. And you only got 12 years for that. Yeah, I didn't think about that, but you're right. I mean, that does. I mean, we talk about this occasionally on the show that sometimes like sentences don't seem to match up to the crime. I know, like sometimes a rapist will get out in under five years. It's like what? Eight years is the average sentence. Under five is the average time served for a rapist. That's crazy, right? And I'm sorry, that's crazy. It's got to, yeah, that should be, I I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously, you do your danger to society at that point. Um, it, It. if it's going to be something that you go to jail for and get out for rape, which I don't think it should be, but right. if it, but if it is going to be no less than 10. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no less than 10. Honestly, dude. I mean, you, if, if you ask me my personal opinion, I think rape is on the level of go to jail for the rest of your life. Yeah. I don't have a problem saying you're that. Like, yeah. I don't have a problem saying that. You're locked up for the rest That's of your life. That's a compulsion thing. I worry about you not being able to not never do it again. It wasn't like, you know what I mean? So I, I, I would worry about that and <laughs> anything less than 10 would just be absolutely crazy. If there's any more update on that story out of Acker, we'll be sure to let you know. We do have uh, some good news from some Ohio troopers uh, from uh, uh, yesterday or the day before. We'll get you filled in on that and also give you $1,000 next on the Stansbury Show. Stansbury Show on Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. 710, you get your next keyword for our workday double pay. It's $1,000. Man, that'd be nice. Yeah, man. Yeah, $1,000. I mean, we just got paid the other day, and already I'm like, when's the 30th? When's that happening? 
Let's speed it up. Like I told you, dude, you got two full weekends in front of you before. Uh, I know, and expensive ones at that. Mm-hmm. I got I got Rock on the Range coming this weekend. Mm-hmm. And then the following weekend, my friend Heather's coming in because our birthdays are a day apart, so she's coming in to celebrate those. And uh, that she's uh, she is one of these media types that you've been hearing in, in the news lately about being displaced from their positions. Yeah, displaced <laughs> is what they call it, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, I mean, they're trying to clean up the language. Yeah. She didn't work for this company. She worked for another company, but it's just, you know, it's just the way it is. It's, I mean, welcome to media in 2017. It's just the way it is. We'll change the name of the company and we'll say, instead of reduced in force, we'll say they're displaced now. That's what we'll do. Nobody will care. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Big, bold letters. This yeah. is not an R.I.A. <laughs> Here but. we are laughing at your friend losing her goddamn job, dude. <laughs> she's a talented broad. She's going to get another job for sure. Actually, like, she's one of those people, like, a lot of people get let go in this business, and their phone never rings. Right. Like, her phone's been ringing off the hook. Right. And guys are like, hey, we're going to be making moves here. Maybe we're going to be making moves here. We might be doing things. I mean, dude, her, every day I talk to her, it's like some new PD that called her that, like, wants to talk to her about something. And when the phone's going like that, sooner or later, one of the things somebody calls you about clicks. Makes sense. And yeah. you end up getting a gig. Um, now this uh, this woman has been on the uh, the the roster for the future Mrs. Stansberry, uh, you know, title. Um, any uh, any chance of that happening over the course of the weekend? <laughs> Heather there? and I have a, ha- had a deal. We were we were one, we were that those people that said if we're not ma- if neither one of us are married by this time, we'll just do it, and we already passed it. And uh, and I think both of us we both said the same thing. We're like, oh man, we made that deal without realizing how Jeez. old we were. Jeez. <laughs> Old as crap, you know what I mean. We're, we're we're a little older than we thought. Um, her dad's pushing for us to get together. Mm-hmm. Her friends are pushing for us to get together. Mm-hmm. It's just you know we don't know where each other's going to live. No, it's a tough thing when it comes to media personalities like that. You know, one of you would end up having to sacrifice for the other one, and it's a tough pill to swallow. She's always said. Ultimately, in the end, I know if we're going if we would do this, I'm going to have to give up my job for you to continue to do yours. We're going to have to be where you're going to be. And I said, wow, you're putting a lot of eggs in my career basket, like, yeah, which, which, which has proven to have a very soft paper towelish bottom over, over its 15 years. You know what I mean? But, uh, but yeah, I mean, we've, I don't know. No, I probably, <laughs> I, I probably will, um, will, will stay away from sexual contact of that as to not muddy those waters. At some point, though, could I see myself? I don't want to say that. I, I, the person I end up with, I would hope would have a lot of Heather esque qualities in her. I would hope. I would. I, the person I end up with will be more like her than not. I'll say that. Nobody is more Heather esque than Heather. So, dude, I don't know. Yeah, but there's roadblocks, man. There's roadblocks. There's stuff going on. So I don't. I don't know about that. You know. She was just here. Last, what it was last summer? I know she was, dude. I she was know. Here last summer. I know. That's why. I, that's why I keep asking. <laughs> why you're that's right? That's why I keep asking. Yeah. A year later, Stansberry's just like, damn, dude. I am gonna die alone. <laughs> Maybe I should put a ring on it. Who knows? No, no rings on it. Although I will say this, and she and dude, she's so proud of them. That girl, woman, my age, has the nicest set of boobs you've ever seen in your entire life. Absolutely, gravity is like skipping over this one particular woman. It just doesn't, yeah, no, they're amazing. Good for you, too, buddy. Good for you, too. Good for Summit County. As a traffic stop the other day at the Summit County portion of the Ohio Turnpike led state troopers to over a million dollars worth of drugs. 
They stopped Pierce J. Roberts, 30, of Ottawa Hills for a lane violation near mile marker 175. Guys. Dude, what are you doing? Guys. If you got a million dollars worth of drugs, do the speed limit, Guys. set cruise control, use your turn signals, and just follow the laws. Yeah, I, I I I can't wrap my head around that. Now, if it's a DUI situation, then sure, because you know you're drunk and you're and, and, and you're swerving all over the place. But dude, you know that you're running a serious amount of drugs. Here's I how mean, serious it was: it was 71 pounds of marijuana, wow, 26 pounds of hashish, eight pounds of liquid hash oil, and just 1.06 million. So just we'll, we'll call it a million bucks is essentially what they took off the street. He was taken to Summit County Jail, charged with possession and trafficking of marijuana, hashish, and liquid ash. If he's convicted, forty, he could face up to 48 years in prison and a $90,000 fine. So let's go back a little bit okay. to a previous story we've already done in the program. Right, A guy did 12 years in jail for dousing a woman in kerosene. Yes. This, now, this guy's got a million dollars worth of drugs, and it could be up to 48 years in jail. Dude, if you don't think there's something wrong in prosecution and and like in sentencing of criminals in this country, you're crazy. Not trying to make an excuse for a major drug runner like this, because let's be real, that's the, dude, that's major weight. I mean, a million dollars worth of drugs, you should go Agreed. to jail. There, yes, there's, lock him up. There's no debating about that. But, when, but, if, but right. if I can douse Fantone for the kerosene and yeah, get 12 years, yeah. but I can get 48 years for kerosene. 71 pounds of weed like something's upside down like we were saying a rapist can get out in under five years now this guy's probably not going to serve all 48 of these years sometimes that you know what i mean but he's going to serve a lot of them yeah dude there's a new, i bet he does over 20 there's a new initiative in place for major drug runners for people who are doing fel- oh, flo- yeah. felonious amounts yeah, of drugs yeah, there about that, yeah. where you are going to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law so i wouldn't be surprised at all if this guy gets the book thrown at him Rape, under five, got some marijuana. Now, not some. I mean, it was 71 pounds. It was a lot of marijuana. But, but still, ultimately, at the end of the day, you, you, I mean, dude, you take somebody's innocence and somebody's you know, security away from them when you, when you violently hurt them like that. And when you violently attack them like that, and you can get out in under five years, there's something really wrong with sentencing in this country. And uh, honestly, we should start to look into that. We do have $1,000 for you. You're getting hooked up right now. On Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Stick around for New Tour Tuesday, 9 o'clock. New Miley Cyrus, New Sons of Palomino, and New Green Day. All part of that Revolution Radio, the New Green Day song. Very interesting to hear about. Green Day is one of those bands that, that I acknowledge that they're great. Because they can make songs that I love, and then they'll make songs that I absolutely hate. I'm, I'm very rarely am I in the middle on a Green Day track, much like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like, there's some stuff that the, the Chili Peppers make that I absolutely hate, but the stuff that they make that I like, I really like, and I always say that that's probably the mark of a decent artist. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to be lukewarm on anything, I guess. It's 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 probably the worst of all the temperatures, but I don't know. I feel like Green Day's kind of in the middle, where it's like, I get it, I, you know, and I certainly loved them when I was younger, but in New Green Day, usually to me, I'm like, all right, yeah, the radio station can play it, and if it's on, maybe I'll turn it up, but they, uh, they seem to have, as I've gotten older, just become less and less intriguing to me, where it's like, I don't need to hear They can that. come off a little puby. So I, I can get that. But we'll take a listen to their new song, Revolution Radio. Also get you up to $1,000 at 810 and nice. once again at 910. Nice. People need it. So the Washington Post reporting that President Donald Trump revealed highly classified information to the Russian foreign minister and ambassador in a White House meeting last week. 
according to a current and former U.S. official who said Trump's disclosures jeopardized a critical source of intelligence on the Islamic State. Apparently, the information the president relayed had been provided by a U.S. partner through an intelligence sharing arrangement considered so sensitive that the details have been withheld from allies and tightly restricted even within the U.S. government itself. The partner had not given the United States permission to share the material with Russia. An official said Trump's decision to do so endangers cooperation from an ally that has access to the inner workings of the Islamic State. Now, after the meeting, senior White House officials took steps to contain the damage, placing calls to the CIA and the National Security Agency. They said this is code word information. Now, that's to refer to the highest classification levels used by American spy agencies. Trump revealed more information to the Russian ambassador than we have shared with our own allies, they claim. You know what I'm not hearing a lot today? What is that? You know what I'm not hearing anywhere today? What is that? Lock them up! Lock them up! I was not a Hillary person. I ended up voting that way because it was the lesser of two evils, in my opinion. I was no Hillary lover, though. But I heard a lot of locker up. As a matter of fact, he kept screaming it from campaign stops. He was the one doing it. Right? That's what we all wanted. We all wanted her out. We all wanted her we all wanted her not to win. Because of what had happened. And you know, the the, the email servers and there's classified information. This how many different times? Do you have to start to see these loose ties to Russia and like these things where he can be like, well, yeah, technically, but no, and I really didn't, and this and that, that we're just going to keep ignoring? How many of these are we going to keep ignoring? A couple things worth noting there. Um, you know, the president of the United States of America lawfully is allowed to declassify any information that he wants to. And, you know, there's no procedure to it. All he has to do is make the decision and say it. And that's 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 the legal aspect of it. But it can still be awful. You know what I'm saying? It can still be a bad decision to do something like that. Um, Trump this morning has come out and, and said that, you know, as president, I wanted to share with Russia, um, which I have an absolute right to do, facts pertaining to terrorism and airline flight safety for humanitarian reasons. Plus, I want Russia to greatly step up in their fight against ISIS. Yeah, but what you had done here... Con- Compromises our allies. And, uh, right, and uh, I think it's well worth noting, Russia, not an ally of the United States of America. I don't know how that line got blurred so much. I don't know how people kind of are like, well, dude, yeah, Russia, they're good guys But they're not exactly in it with us. No, no, obviously not as, as, you know, first of all, no denial from the president there. So this happened. You know what I mean? Right. We can get down into the schematics of like, well, what and blah, blah, blah. But this happened. This, this, this did. And I know, I know like, you know, his advisors yesterday were saying. H.R. McCaster spoke with the White House and said, look, he said, I was in the room. This didn't happen. But that guy works for him and I don't buy it. And obviously, you know, recent, you know. Your administration has shown me that I can't believe everything you say. And uh, Trump has said, you know, you can't expect my advisors to be 100% on message all the time. They can't expect it to be 100% accurate all the time. So, uh, you know, you're you're undermining your own credibility there of like, well, should I listen to this guy or should I not listen to the guy? And the president has come out and said that this did happen. (laughs) So, so like, you know, McMaster's, you were wrong, dude. You were. Right. And, you know... 
obviously, like I said, the president has the right to do this. He has the ability to do this. It's just in here of, like you said, how many times can this happen? How many times can can something be like, dude, this doesn't smell right, this doesn't look right before people... What's starting to happen is, let's put it in terms most people can relate to, right? So you're married. You either you either have a husband or a wife, depending on who you are listening right. to us right now. And right. chances are you probably have some kids. Right. Maybe one or two, right? And let's say you got a kid, maybe with a severe case of ADD okay. or ADHD, but he's having problems in school, and you're in denial about it. Teachers keep telling you there's a problem, and you what do you keep doing? Saying, ah, it's the schools, it's the common core, it's this. Meanwhile, your other two kids are on, you know, honor roll, and you got the third one that can't spell. <laughs> there's an issue. There, there, there's something there. You, you got to stop denying it. There's, there's stuff going on. I said this early on. I was like, this guy kind of feels like a dude who's trying to get thrown out. And every day, that was three months ago I said it. And now, all of a sudden, it, it just continues to go down that path where I'm like, are we sure this isn't about getting his ass thrown out of there? When it comes to when it comes to the ties to Russia, a lot of people want to point out that there's no evidence of collusion between Donald Trump and, and Russia. Um, but there is overwhelming evidence and undisputable evidence from our intelligence agencies um, that that Russia did act to influence our election. Now, you can debate on whether, you know, did it really influence people's votes and did it really do anything? And I say yes, but I think that's a debatable point. Fine. You can stand on the side of, well, didn't didn't affect my vote. I was going to vote like the bitch up anyway. Fine. I, OK, Fine. I I think yes, I think it you are right. It is a debatable point though. But 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 it's undebatable but that it happened. I it, do it, think it, so. It, it happened, it happened across the world. It is an yeah. exclusive to America. Russia Russia was heavily trying to influence that French election. Yeah, they got who they wanted. And 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 so with all that being said, for you to share classified information with somebody who actively pursued to influence our elections, I don't care whether you're a Republican or Democrat. I don't care whether you're, you know, a Trump supporter or a Trump hater. Dude, if you don't see a serious, serious problem with another country influencing our elections, whether it worked or not, dude, that's that's that that's a blows problem. my mind. Uh, uh, that's a problem. I would agree with that. Not only that. But you've been accused of being in bed with these people. Why is this the country you're giving classified information to? If you're looking to die that down, if you're looking to like dump water on that fire, you don't give it to them. Right? Because, all right, yeah, the president, he can declassify information anytime he wants. He can do whatever he wants. Fine, whatever. But why are you going to give it to the people who you've been accused of being in bed with for well over a year? If you want people to stop talking about it, stop doing things that make it look like it's true. In a closed-door meeting without media. I mean, that's where he did it. I mean, did you read what Sean Hannity said about him yesterday? Mm -mm. Sean Hannity said from now on what Trump should do is just tweet accomplishments and not send spokespeople out there to take questions. If you thought that was a good idea, I worry about you. That's not a good idea. They need to answer to us, no matter who's in power. We have questions. You and I, the media, everybody. They need to answer to us. You can't just tweet from Mar-a-Lago where he spends 90% of his time. Dude, I play golf four times a week. Let me tell you, the president plays too much golf. I play too much golf. The president plays too much golf. I got, dude, by noon, my day's done. Done. I can't work again until about five o'clock in the afternoon because you need the world to like kind of happen. 
So from noon to five, I got nothing to do. Nothing. He's got things to do all hours of the day. If I can knock you for how much golf you're playing, you're playing too much. And like I said, fine, declassify the information if you want. Why are you going to continue to do things with people that you're accused of being in bed with when you're trying to tell people that you're not? It just, how much more does she got to see? I don't get it. I I really don't. I I said this to a buddy of mine the other day who was like anti-Hillary. He was like an anti-Hillary guy. Never her was like his whole thing, right? And I get that. She Believe me. I said, she's not all that great. So I'll give you that. But I said to him, I was like, dude, you were never a pro-Trump guy. You were just an anti-Hillary guy. How is it, hundred and some odd days in, you're still on this on this side? Like, as a guy, I know what your politics are. I said to him, I was like, how are you still all right with this? Fine, you won the battle. You, you it, it never hurt. Fine, you got that. But you're still on this? Like, if you were an anti-Hillary person, I totally get it, because I didn't love her. But... But the debate's over. But the debate's but over. The, that part's over. Right. The, the, the election's over. And you know what, guys? How are you still standing next you, to that? You convinced me. I will never vote for Hillary Clinton. All right. So Done. So fine. De- done. We're never going to vote for Hillary Clinton again. But how, that doesn't. that's not like, all right, well, the conversation's over. No, it's not, dude. There's still an accountability issue here. I just want, I, again, we always do this, and, and it's probably a little unfair, but you're in denial if you don't think that you would have been furious if the headline today was President Barack Obama released classified information to the Russian government. And you should be furious. You should about be furious that. about it. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you, it's almost laughable because I don't think it would have happened. Now, watch. Somebody might be able to Google and find out it happened early on in this presidency, and I didn't know. That's totally possible. Okay. But my thing is, I think it's almost laughable to, to think about him doing it because honestly, Given what we've seen now versus what we had the last eight years, I'll say this about Obama. He seemed buttoned up. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't love every decision he made, but he at least seemed like he was on it. It wasn't a dumpster fire. And I mean, at this point, dude... When yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the Browns. When you look at, when you, look at you know, whether it's, it's the Russia issues, the General Flynn issues, everything going on with Sean Spice, you know what I mean? There's Four just, or five different people there, being fired. There's just so many things where I, you know... Kellyanne Conway. I, as somebody who follows politics, as somebody who enjoys politics, I can't keep up with this. I can't keep up with how many, how many fires are going on right now. There's so many fires that grab them by the vagina, still not the headline. Right. Right. I mean, like... Dude, if, if a rock star had been the grab him by the vagina guy for the next 50 years of his career, that's what people would have been talking about. This is a president. People... Dude, that's, that's swept under the... We don't even think about it anymore. Remember he said he invented priming the pump? <laughs> what? Yeah, N- n- nobody remembers that. I did that. forget that. I-, I guess a big part of this is... If I'm glazed over on this and I'm got whiplash from this, I can only imagine somebody who doesn't follow, somebody who just watches, you know, the 6:30 news while you know they're making dinner. Maybe, maybe it's we've all got our head in the sand a little bit still. Maybe it's like, ah, eh, I'm not interested. I just got to so worry about apathy. My, I got to worry about my job. I got to worry about feeding these goddamn kids. Yeah, I mean, real life happens, and as much as I want to knock on that, I get it. 
right? Yeah. You're married 15 years. You got three kids. You're just trying to get chicken nuggets out of the oven. Right. You got baseball practice. Right. You got T-ball. You got this. I don't know. Russia? I, can, dude, I can't even find it on a map. Screw it. Tell them whatever you want. I got to get to the PTA meeting. I totally understand how that kind of stuff happens. But man, I'm just telling you. If, if the headline today was President Barack Obama gives classified information to the Russian government, oh my God, would Facebook been annoying. President Hillary Clinton? That's fair. Some changes coming to the NBA uniforms, and I think the Cavs probably got the best end of the deal. We'll get you filled in next on the Sansbury Show. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show, Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. 810, we'll give you uh, $8,000 with our workday double pay. You'll get a keyword, you'll text it in, and you'll win some money. What a good way to start the week out, right? Yeah, dude, $1,000. Grr. Comment in that prize, baby. A stack is what they call it in the rap videos. What's a rack, then? Uh, rack City, some rack. Is it, is it, is it, I would imagine a rack is a stack of stacks, right? Alright, stack a stack a stack of stacks. I like it. And then you move to racks. You know what we should do on a rock station? Let's break down rap lyrics and see if we can figure them out. Hey, yeah, no, it's the same thing as stacks. Stacks being a thousand. UrbanDictionary.com. You got racks. They know everything. You got stacks. Okay. It's all the same there. Guys are just changing things Damn, up. Damn, dude. We're getting old. If you and I together can't figure out what rap lyrics mean, we have to go to the internet for that, dude. We are getting old. 23-year-old Fantel would have known what that meant. I, yeah, I was just thinking that. Dude, would have known what that meant. Yeah, Wear a FUBU jersey telling you what it meant. I was hanging out with my buddy Seth yesterday, and he's a little yeah. older than me. He's like, he's like 45, and he said to me, he's like, I just don't feel right. He's like, you know, he's like, I've been doing like a bunch of work around my house, and he's like, I thought I was having a heart attack the other day. Jesus, dude. And he's like, I went to the doctor, and the doctor was like, dude, you're not having a heart attack. You're just 45, and you don't move ever, and so you use these muscles for the first time in two years, and, they, and they're aching, feeling like they're going to take you out. And I don't know, that shook me to my core, yeah. so much so that I ate two cheeseburgers after he told me. <laughs> but, like, I, but it did. It kind of like, I was, I don't know, man. I'm facing that mortality thing. I uh I was I was talking to somebody about getting older the other day and it like dawned on me where like dude you're, you're not a young man I'm way closer to forty than I am to twenty and yeah, that, yeah. that was just like whoa bro <laughs> you need to get your ish together now, forty didn't bother me the way it bothered a lot of people when I hit it I don't care but it's just one of those things that it's like dude forty you know what the forty thing is is that society has made such a big deal about that number that you're convinced it's gonna be this big thing and then it happens and you're like oh like I remember like before I turned thirty like I was really stressing out about turning thirty and my brother who's seven years older than I said to me he's like Dude, I'm telling you, life doesn't even start till you're 30. And I started thinking about that yesterday. I was talking to my buddy, and I said to him, and I quoted my brother, and he was like, you know what? He's like, that's true. He's like, I didn't really really start to enjoy my life until I turned 30, and I, that's totally true. I loved being in my 20s, dude, going to bars, smoking cigarettes, dude, banging every whore I could find. We like, were talking about drugs. It was all awesome. Yeah, that part wasn't bad. <laughs> dude, I mean, that was totally, I mean, you look back on that, you, you start playing glory days. Uh, don't worry. During the break, I'll, I'll explain to them that you're still allowed <laughs> to do that at 40. I, uh... But we were talking about, like, yesterday, he was like, I wish I was 19 again. And I said, no, God, no, dude. I don't want to be 19 at all. No way. But if I could pick an age, give me 28. 
I've been through most of my 20s. I'm on the back end of them, so I know enough not to be an idiot, but I'm still young enough to have some wonderments left in my... In, like, corporate America hasn't beaten like like the pride out of me just yet. You could still be optimistic at that point yes. in your life. You could still be like, you know what? Maybe I'll get this whole thing figured out and turned around. I yeah. can get it turned around. By the time you're after 30, it's just like, God, dude. No, I'm this just, is I'm, probably This it. is who I am. This is the body I have. This is the terrible... Yeah, it's, Th- this is the, the way this is going to be, right? That's the truth. Exactly. I think 28 would be a great age to go back to. I don't want to be 21 again. I don't want to be 16 <laughs> again. I don't want curfews. I don't want any of that stuff. I want to be able, to, old enough to drink, but young enough. Like at 28, if you pass out at your buddy's wedding, it's still funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I pass out next weekend at my buddy's wedding, his his now bride is like, I don't know, Sam's really got a drinking problem. You're not allowed to hang out with him anymore. And it's less of a drinking problem and more just like, I'm tired, dude. I'm going to take a nap right here. Sam's right. It's 730 at my wedding. You can't stay up. No, dude, I get up really early during the week. I got to go to bed. Jesus. Oh, my God. That's so true. Sad lives we live. That is so true. So we have seen... The first six corporate logo deals on NBA jerseys. They're yeah. all done. Yeah. And we're going to start wearing these next season. This was uh, tweeted out by Darren Ravel and then retweeted by Matthew Fantone. At Fantone is where how you follow him on Twitter. There I am. I'm at Stansbury Show. And we've seen now uh, the 76ers, Sacramento Kings, Brooklyn Nets, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, Boston Celtics, and I'm assuming this one's cut off in the corner, but given the colors, it looks like Indiana. Yes, I believe so. Five for the fight is theirs. The Celtics are going to have the corporate logo of GE. And that's like, so all right, you guys know what basketball jerseys look like. And these things look like they're on like the left-hand lapel area of what would be the NBA jersey. Uh, Sacramento went with Blue Diamond Almonds. Philadelphia 76ers went with StubHub. Uh, I don't know Brooklyn's. It's in for. I don't know that. I don't know that company. Um, but that's an all black jersey, and there's a like this big red block on it. And you had said something to me about this phantom before I saw it, and you're like, that doesn't look good. And sure enough, I'm looking at it, and it doesn't look all that good. And it was the Jazz with the five for the fight. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, all right. Jazz. Okay, so Utah Jazz there. Yep. Now the Cavaliers have signed on with Goodyear. Makes all the sense in the world. Right. LeBron's just a kid from Akron. So right. there's Kyrie in the photo wearing it, and. It's just the, you know what the Goodyear logo is. Everybody knows what that logo is. It's the Wingfoot, right? right? Everybody knows what that logo is. So you don't need to like splash the company's name all over it. It's very small. It's small. It's understated. It even looks like, honestly, you know what, what it would look like if you only saw one Cavalier with it? It almost looks like it would be like a captain signal right. for a team. Right. I kind of thought it looked like, um, you know how uh, like college teams, high school teams, or football teams will put stickers on their helmet? Mm. It kind of, to me, looked like, mm-hmm. oh, that's a little like, hey, you accomplished something. We give you that. It, it, it looks like almost like you leveled up or something. I'm seeing it on the wine jersey, and it's got the gold coloring. Now, again, the Celtics, they're showing it on their white jersey and the G logos in their Boston green, and I think that one actually comes off looking really good. Yeah, the big problem in it it's with Brooklyn and the Infor um, the logo there. They should have had to had picked a either either a an organization that would you know change their logo into their color scheme or something that matched their color scheme because it looks very jarring. It looks very like 
what what is that there for? Like it doesn't look like it's a natural part of the jersey where both Boston and Cleveland's look like it's incorporated into the design. Yeah. Um I you know, they've been doing this in the NBA D League for years. This isn't like a new thing and, and, and really, you know, you can you can watch the D League to see what's going to happen in the NBA in the future. So I wasn't necessarily like surprised by this. Um I'm No, su- that's their test market. I- I'm surprised they didn't do all the teams at once. And maybe it's because they couldn't get a corporate sponsor for all the teams at once, but Nah, you totally, totally could, dude. You totally could. Yeah, every, right. I mean, who doesn't want to be next to a sport? I mean, the Browns get corporate sponsors. Every team, every stadium has a corporate sponsor. The Sacramento sponsor. Kings got right. this done. They're one of the biggest abominations in sports. And I don't know. I feel like that might be the worst of all of them. Blue Diamond Almonds. It just feels very like, I don't know. That that one feels the most. More sellout-ish. It feels the most NASCAR to me. It feels the most like, you know, well, what are you going to do? You're going to put Blue Diamond Almonds? Blue Almond Diamonds over here, and then you're going to put M&M's over here, and then you're going to, you know, just like a million different things, where I I felt like the other ones, for the most part, were a little bit more, I don't know, appropriate. Like, Philadelphia one with StubHub. And again, theirs is a little smaller, like the Cavaliers. You barely, if if I'm reading that right, it says StubHub. And, um, that one doesn't, that one doesn't feel that bad to me. And again, that's a business that goes along with the NBA. Right, right. You know what I mean? I, um... I wonder, are we going to see fights with this? Because these athletes have contracts with companies and oh, food yeah. companies and athletic companies oh, yeah. and ticket agency companies. Like, you know, there, there's a reason why Reebok's not on the Cavaliers jersey. You know what I mean? Yes, there's going to be there's going to be conflicts of interest that come up. Um, I don't know if the players are going to have any say in that. If that's, I mean, because let's be real, you know, you don't get to decide on what the on what the stadium's no. titled. You know what I mean? You don't no, get to decide. It, no, at the end of the day, that's ownership. Though. So I, I would assume that the players are going to have very little wiggle room with that. Um, but LeBron's not just a player, and it's pretty clear to me that he he moves it, the NBA. If not, if not, if he didn't handpick Goodyear, he definitely signed off on. Well, well, he says here, every Akron kid grew up seeing Wingfoot in the sky on the blimp and feeling pride in the community, James said in a statement. There is something special for me personally about having the logo on the Cavs uniform. Goodyear is also very supportive of the LeBron James Family Foundation. He says, I can't imagine a better situation with our new Cavs jersey than bringing together Nike and Goodyear, two companies that mean a lot to me and my family. Um, uh, now, don't get me wrong. That's a great, so, great statement. LeBron called Dan Gilbert and said, "Yo, bro, you better get this done the way I want it." If you're doing this, you, if you're doing this, you're doing this my We're way. We're doing it my way, um, dude. LeBron James will own the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, dude, I, I, I said it a long time ago when he came back that that's that's his. That's I think his play. I'm gonna go one step further. I think once he's retired, we're gonna find out LeBron James already has ownership interest in the Cleveland Cavaliers. Heard it here first. You uh you, you can definitely tell that, you know, he had a hand in this and obviously, you know, it makes sense. Goodyear, uh, Northeast Ohio company and makes all sense the, 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 the Cavs. Um and the the support of the LeBron James Foundation obviously played played a big part in that. And you really do have to take this and kind of read that statement and him talking about, you know, obviously pride in the pride in the area that he's from and, and how much he loves it and how much he loves those two brands. To me, I was like LeBron ain't going anywhere. As soon as I read that yesterday, I was like, dude, LeBron is staying. You can say, well, if they lose, and who knows, it's a one-year deal. But I really do think this solidifies and further it's further evidence of LeBron has every intention to retire as a Cleveland Cavalier. You know what? I didn't put it through that filter, but you might absolutely be right about that. Um, we will do New Tour Tuesday, 9 o'clock. We'll also get you hooked up with $1,000 at 8.10 this morning. And you can check out those NBA logos at WRQK.com. Get some money next on the Sandsbury Show. 
Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show, where you're going to win yourself $1,000. We're about to give you a keyword momentarily. You'll text it in, and you'll have $1,000. And you'll be, well, the envy of us. <laughs> we'll we'll want to be your best friends. Yeah, tell us how that is. That would be fantastic. You never know from where the next segment on the program will come from. You never know. Like every afternoon, it's around five o'clock in the afternoon. I sit down and I'm like, all right, I got the next like two, three hours where I'm going to like read what's going on in the world, try to put a rundown for the program together, right? It's about what I do. And you never know. It could be BuzzFeed, it could be Slate, it could be Facebook, it could be Twitter, it could be MSNBC. You don't know. Things kind of come from all places. But this particular story, I actually got from a Rock 1069 co-worker. Okay. Our afternoon guy here, Kramer. Some people call him the big dog. Who's on from 3 to 7. If you haven't checked Kramer out yet, you should do so. He's pretty good. As good as we are, but he's good. Yeah. Found this story, shared it with me. He's like, I think you might find this to be interesting. And sure enough, I have found the story of 45-year-old Douglas Goldsberry from Elkhorn, Nebraska to be really interesting. What does Douglas have going on? He has bad neighbors. We all have had bad neighbors. Yeah. I think right now I'm the bad neighbor. Okay. Really? Yeah, right. I like feel like everybody in my buildings on the up and up and I'm like the wild crazy one right. down there doing whatever the hell it is. <laughs> Who knows what he's doing in there? I feel like I might be the bad neighbor. But Douglas Goldsberry hated his neighbors. And apparently over the past 4 years Fantone, he's hired prostitutes, send them over to his neighbor's house, they stand on their porch and strip while he watches from the windows of his house. Four years straight, he's just been randomly sending hookers over to his neighbor's house to strip on the front porch to annoy them. Now, that's public indecency, I would imagine. for sure. But this guy has done this 75 times, dude. He has sent prostitutes over there. Now, listen, I've had neighbors that I've absolutely despised, but, like, it's a lot of money, it sounds like. I mean, let's be real. Even if you're you're getting, like, a a stamp card with your hookers there, that's still going to add up pretty quickly. Where do I get a stamp card (laughs) for the hookers? Apparently, he's not just sending them to the neighbor's house. He'll also occasionally have them walk back across the street in the clear heels, and he'll have sex with them in his house. They went looking for him. They found him in a hotel room with a suicide note and a power cord tied in a noose. They got there before he could off himself. He's been charged with felony pandering and looking up to four years in prison. Do not, do not, do not send prostitutes to your neighbor's house. You send them to my house. Here's $1,000 to help get us both started. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online at WRQK.com and iHeartRadio, where there is a 24-7 Sansbury Show channel. Download that boy for free. Yeah. Miss anything? You can pick it up there. You can also podcast the program at WRQK.com. Still to come, 9 o'clock, New Tour Tuesday, New Miley Cyrus, New Sons of Palomino. That song is called Country Holic. Country Holic, man. One time. Come on. I can't wait to hear that. Kick the dust up. And brand new Green Day, Revolution Radio, part of that as well. If you're in a local uh, group, whether you be an artist, singer, songwriter, rapper, even, yeah. send me your stuff, stansbrayatwrqk.com. Make sure the song's edited. Give me a little short little bio on the band, and uh, we'll be sure to get you played on New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino. 
The, bi- the bios are sometimes the best part, dude. I know you always say a short little bio, but then they send you like a three paragraph like, yeah, man, our band got together in 2015. We've had a lot of lineup shakeups. It's like, dude, shut up. Nobody cares. It's not a behind the music. Just, <laughs> just tell me. You know what I mean? Just tell me like, you know, the who, what, when and where is all I need to know on that. But yeah, no, sometimes the behind the music comes and it's like, dear God, I'm not reading this. We've decided to move in a new artistic direction, like a new artistic direction i didn't know you had one originally let's start with an a artistic direction yeah but uh we'll uh, we would love to get you played and mock you a little bit probably that's probably going to be part of that as well we do it every tuesday nine o'clock we also have rancid and dropkick murphy tickets we'll pass those out Eh, you know about 10 minutes we'll do that 1-800-243-7625 you'll need the number you'll need to call so a county coroner in south carolina has listed the, the the death of 16-year-old Davis Allen Kripe. They're claiming he had died from a caffeine-induced cardiac event causing a probable arrhythmia. It's an abnormal heart rhythm. The heart may not be able to pump enough blood to the body, and the lack of blood flow then affects the brain, the heart, and the other organ. Your other organs there. The teen, they claim, consumed three caffeine-laced drinks, a cafe latte, a a large diet Mountain Dew, and an energy drink. He did that all within a two-hour period before collapsing in a classroom back on April 26th. His father spoke out, said, like all parents, we worry about our kids as they grow up. We worry about their safety, their health, especially once they start driving. But it wasn't a car crash that took his life. Instead, it was an energy drink. They're claiming that uh, he had purchased the latte at a fast food place around 1230 in the afternoon. After that, he, he consumed the Diet Mountain Dew and then an energy drink. He collapsed at the school was pronounced dead around 3.40 in the afternoon. The autopsy showed no undiagnosed heart conditions and that Davis was healthy and had no conditions that could have triggered by the caffeine intake. Also, no other drugs or alcohol were found in his system, according to the coroner. Which, for a 16-year-old kid, honestly, that's a little impressive that there was nothing else in the system there. Yeah, I... I I have to call in the question this coroner's autopsy, though, because there's it just seems illogical to me that this would be enough caffeine to blow somebody's heart up who had a healthy heart. If this guy, if this kid had like a heart murmur or something like that, then okay, we're talking about something. But a three or not even three energy drinks, three you know caffeine drinks, that's not enough for, for to blow up a healthy heart. I wouldn't think so. But once upon a time, I was an assistant manager. This is going to make people laugh. At a vitamin store, like a health store. Okay. I, dude, I feel like I know a lot about you. How have I never heard of this before? An assistant manager at a health What? I was living in uh, Ontario, California. Okay. And I worked at like the major mall there. The Florida Files. <laughs> Stansberry edition. <laughs> and, and I was... I was in between jobs, and I accepted a position, and I had lied on my on my application a little bit, and I ended up with an assistant manager's position 
at like this. It's they have them here, so I don't want to miss. But it's a it's a vitamin store, which just goes to show you that you can lie on your application. They're not calling your references. They're not like checking your prior work history. They're not. They're just like, yeah, this guy, sure, yeah, Dan, yeah, hire him. He's good. He's fine. Bring him in here. Yeah, he seems like he can smell. Get go, him in here. Go ahead and lie on your applications. You'll be fine. And the reason why I bring this up is that. There was we were selling diet pills there. Okay. That had like more warning labels on them than anything else we had. Okay. And so I was like, what I was like, what is this? Like this seems like the death pill or whatever. And my regional like management said to me, Oh yeah. So here's what's happening with that. They said a high school girl took a handful of these and died. It sped up her heart and she died. Okay. And so now she's like, you cannot sell that pill to anybody under the age of 18. Okay. So I bring that up to say that if those pills that 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 have all that kind of caffeine and guarana or whatever the hell that stuff is that makes you all like jittery and stuff, if that can do it to a kid, could not then caffeine drinks do it? Well, but I mean, if we're talking about gobbling a handful of pills versus having three it definitely caffeine sounds drinks, harsher than yeah. like here's a monster. I would assume. Know? I would assume that each of those pills was like it's like ten cups of coffee. You know what I mean? And it was probably a situation. Yeah, well, it probably like, was one of those. It, one of those where we're talking about like you know. Don't get me wrong. I know Mountain Dew has the you know uh, what do I want to say. It's like the white trash go juice. You know, gets them going. You know, but it's not. Like astronomical amounts of caffeine. It's no. I don't think it's Mountain any, Dew doesn't have a ton I, of caffeine. I, I don't think it's any worse than like an you know a Coke or anything like really? that. Probably more. But can you look that up yep. real quick? I'd just be interested to find that out. I don't. I don't know if you're right or not. It's just. I, I, it's always sold to us that Mountain Dews has got like more sugar and more caffeine and more all that stuff in it. But we don't. I, I don't know that to be true. So we got the we got the Google figures going. Look at them. Fast at work. Yeah, trying to do what I can here. Um, 54 milligrams of caffeine in a thing of uh, Mountain Dew. Okay. And Coca-Cola. How much caffeine is in Coke? 54 grams in the Mountain Dew. And 15-ish in... Uh, so I oh, mean, so it's a little it higher is, than like it a is. Coke. Okay. okay. All right. That's good to know for frame of reference. That's good to know. 42 is what I'm seeing on this other one. 30, 32 for a Coca-Cola. Diet Coke is 42. So it's not astronomical. So it's not like this huge difference. Within of, 10. Right. Right. I mean. In, okay. All right. So so you smell BS here then. Something's not adding up here. I, I, I don't know if it's like I said, I, to me, it feels like this kid had a heart condition because I was surprised when I because I read I saw the headline yesterday on this like everybody else. And it was like, caffeine to blame. And I saw the kid, and I was like, well, yeah, I know what happened here. They're blaming the energy drinks, but I know what happened here. The kid was drinking vo- mo- you know, vodka Red Bulls all right. night. That's what he was doing. And because they say, honestly, like doing that, and again, I don't know how much science has gone into this, but they say that's like doing a line of cocaine, like the vodka Red Bull. It's like doing a line of blow. No wonder they're fifteen dollars. <laughs> I have to go buy some vodka rebels right there. <laughs> no, no, no wonder they're fifteen um, bucks. But dude, uh, Pepsi One has more. Tab has more. RC this Cola has more. More caffeine than Mountain Dew. Fago has more. Cherry Pepsi. You know what I'm saying? So it's not. Cherry Pepsi has more. It's not like it's not like Mountain Dew is like this caffeine pill. Okay. All right. I, that's the way it's always been sold to me. Like people were always telling me about that, but uh, you know, it turns out the evidence says no. Now, the American Academy of Pediatrics does recommend that adolescents ages 12 to 18 should not consume more than 100 milligrams of caffeine per day. An intake, uh, an intake rather of caffeine greater than has been associated with elevated blood pressure in adolescents. 
When it comes to energy drinks specifically, children and adolescents are advised to avoid energy drinks. They can contain a significant amount of caffeine as well as other stimulants. 86 milligrams of caffeine within a uh, Monster Energy drink there. But uh, you know, when they say when they talk about kids not the drinking, the kids are on Adderall, right? When they talk about kids not drinking it, I, 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 to me, it's almost like, well, dude, a sixteen-year-old still got that good heart going in him. He's you know hasn't lived a lifestyle that's been all you know terrible. Where I'd yeah, be more you're like a rock, like that Bob Seger's. I, I'd be more concerned about a fifty-year-old drinking all that caffeine or a sixty-year-old who's already Get got that heart right, already already been through a lot. I there. don't. All right. In the interest of full disclosure, I don't really drink that stuff. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not crazy about energy drinks. They all kind of have that similar taste to them that right. I find that I don't love. Now, there's some I like more than others, obviously, like anything else. But I will only drink that. Like if I work on a Friday here, up at four o'clock in the morning, and then I leave from here and I go straight up to the Agora and I work till three, four o'clock in the morning. You're talking about twenty four hour day. Mm-hmm. Sometimes while standing behind the bar, I'll drink Monster or I'll cut like a ginger ale with like a Monster. I'll do something like that. And honestly, every time I drink that stuff, I notice it. Like, I feel it in my body where I'm like, because I don't do it a lot. I don't drink energy drinks either. But I if drink I, coffee all the time. That's what I was going to say is, is is that, I dude, I literally drink two pots of coffee a day. Minimum. Like, I yeah, drink that's a, po- a minimum. I drink a pot of coffee here every single day. Do you day, go home and then drink coffee again? And I'll, dr- I'll make a pot of coffee when I get home. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I drink two pots of coffee a day. Minimum. Like that's 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 like that's you know he'll walk into the kitchen pour cold coffee into a cup and chug it. Oh, dude, I have no like I, I, coffee you doesn't don't even. Care. It's not about the taste. It's not about like it's just what gets me going. It's just what I want. I was talking to my girlfriend the other day. I can't remember how we got on addiction, and she's like, "Of all the things you've ever done, coffee's the one you can't give up." And I'm like, "Yeah, I gave up cigarettes, no problem. Have given up other drugs in my life, no problem. But when it comes down to it, I guess coffee is like the socially acceptable. Caffeine's like well." Oh, dude, nobody's judging you. Nobody's looking at you. Like nobody's saying, "Oh, look at that drug addict over there." But dude, I'm hopelessly addicted to caffeine. I know I am. Oh yeah, when I don't drink coffee in the morning, I get headaches. That's addiction. That's your body telling you, "Give me that drug, otherwise I'm going to just show you negative repercussions." Who I can't remember which college coach. Maybe it was LSU or something like that. The story came out a week ago, and the head coach of of LSU football drinks. Eight to ten bottles of Monster a day Crazy. when he's coaching, and I mean that's who I'd be concerned about is an old dude who's, Orgeron? Yeah, who's out there screaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly who it, it was. Ed Orgeron, he, who's out there screaming and who's out there. I would think that guy's heart's gonna blow up, but like kids, sixteen year olds, I don't know. Like I figured you'd be fine. I think that kid had he had to have had something wrong with him. Yeah, I would imagine. I mean, you just don't know about the anatomy of every human being. Right. We're all, we can be different. I mean, our, all of our fingerprints are different, so everything can be different. I, I, I'm i not sure this led to that. It seems like three drinks is probably not enough right. to totally kickstart that, but it's interesting. I would say this, that I, I would try my best to not be giving that kind of stuff to my children who I don't have. You know what I mean? So I know once I have them, I know they're going to scream from the back seat and I'm going to give in just like everybody else. But I would try not. To. I mean, obviously, there's high schools that sell pop and there are high schools that I know have coffee houses or coffee bars in their high school. I remember my parents when I was a kid saying, no, you're not drinking coffee. You're too young for coffee. Oh, dude, I wanted it so bad when right. I was a kid. I don't know what it was, but I was more intrigued by coffee than beer. Like, don't get me wrong. Really? I wanted, I wanted like, like, dad, let me have a sip of that beer. But that coffee my mom was drinking, like, I just wanted it. It's because your mom had it, not your dad. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> if you know Fantone, it's all about the mom there. Uh, speaking of health, yeah. it turns out you don't have to exercise. Oh. 
Good. Your body <laughs> is a battery, and don't you dare waste the energy in that battery. We'll give you that next on The Stansbury Show. The Stansbury Show on Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansbury Show, where you are going to win yourself Rancid and Dropkick Murphy tickets. That show July 30th, Jacob's Pavilion. We'll get you in here shortly. 1-800-243-7625, the number you will need on those. So I read this this morning. And I can't believe this actually happened. But apparently the leader of the free world, Donald Trump, thinks exercise is bad for you. Okay. President Trump uh, states that it depletes your limited energy. He sees it as a drain on the human body's limited energy. Now, you know, any given day, I've only got so much energy in me, and sometimes I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I don't have the energy to go exercise today. That's what he means, right? Evan Osnos of The New Yorker reports that other than golf, he considers exercise to be misguided, arguing that a person, like a battery, is born with a finite amount of energy. Osnos, not the first writer to reference Trump's battery theory of human energy, the Washington Post's Mike Cranix elaborated on Trump's hypothesis in their biography. Trump revealed, and it says here, after college, after Trump mostly gave up his personal athletic interests, he came to view time spent playing sports as time wasted. Trump believed that the human body was like a battery with a finite amount of energy, which exercise only depleted, so he didn't work out. When he learned that John O'Donnell, one of his top casino executives, was training for an Ironman triathlon, he admonished him. You were going to die young because of this. Now, hard to say how not exercising benefits you because, again, he has not released his health records. I just remember from the campaign trail where he was saying, I'm going to be the healthiest president ever. The healthiest one ever. And yet we don't know that. But apparently, oh, he did share. Remember, he shared the letter from the from the from a recent physical from his longtime physician, Harold Bornstein, who was on the Dr. Oz show. They reached out to the doctor for this piece. He wouldn't quote on it. But they report The Washington Post does that Trump is overweight, nearly obese at a minimum and possibly quite obese. Which I believe, if you know what the guidelines of obesity are, yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Apparently, back in September of 2015, again for the New York Times, Trump explained that he thinks exercise might actually do more harm than good. He says here, and I quote, all my friends who work out all the time, they're going in for knee replacements, hip replacements. They're a disaster, he said. He says, I fully exert myself by standing in front of an audience for an hour. That's exercise. <laughs> That's exercise, he says. Dude, this guy's amazing. <laughs> this guy's great. Hey, dude, you can't deny the you can't deny the balls on this dude. Just go out there and say it. Like, I mean, as the president of the United States of America, I don't care, whatever. I mean, I feel like this is kind of in line with like flat earth theory, right? Where it's like, dude, no. No, no. Is it as crazy as flat earth theory? 
Yeah. It's close. It's it's closer to it than far away. Now, according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the many health benefits of exercise outweigh the risk of injury. And aerobic activity of moderate intensity is safe for most people. Okay? Welcome to yoga. You'll probably be all right with yoga. Take a walk. Right. <laughs> you can take a walk. Phantom will tell you, one of the things that I, was t- that I was talking to him about during the break this morning was that I want to pick up another walking golf cart. I want to start walking the golf course. It's like three miles. If you do that three times a week, you'll you'll slim down a little bit. You know, you speed up your heart rate, you know, be a little bit better. At least you can press pause on the ever-expanding body. You right. know what I mean? At least you can kind of be fighting something there. Now, the medical community... Who have, you know, degrees in this stuff, not just like, hey, well, I talked to one once. Fake news. The medical community agrees that the physical activity helps maintain a healthy weight, strengthens bones and muscles, improves mental health, increases chances of living longer, and reduces the risk of very uh, a variety of ailments. You can prevent type 2 diabetes and other and some forms of cancer they say even by just by you know being you know you know exercising a lot and being a little bit healthy eating a little bit better. There are a lot of things I would listen to Donald Trump on. Like the art of the deal, like I, I read that book and take it away what you want and like learn how to negotiate better this and that. Yes. But Kevin James once said, "The only thing I won't do is take weight advice from somebody fatter than me." He's like, you ever notice that? Somebody fatter than you is always telling you how to get in shape. Like, Donald, dude, Donald Trump, I mean, he's fat. Are we not concerned that this is just, I mean, this is, you can't. It's not, even, I mean, right? it's not even a blip on the radar, dude. There's so many other things going on with this guy. Like I said, when 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 he said he invented priming the pump, nobody even blinked at that. Nobody even like thought, like, boy, that's inaccurate. I mean, the, even the the journalist he was talking to was like, yeah, I've heard that, and he was like, no, you didn't. You heard it. I mean, dude, heard he tried first, baby. He tried to back that guy down. I mean, but we can't. People are going to believe him. Now, I don't think we were in any danger of Americans starting to exercise right, right. anyway, so like, I, I don't know how much harm it's going to do, but it does give you a little peek into like the thought process of him and like what he thinks about things, and that, and I've maintained all along, I think this guy doesn't understand that you're president forever. Like, I think he thinks, hey, I'm going to do this like three, four years. I'm going to get out and doesn't understand that. Dude, no, once you're president, you're president. Like, that's the way it works. Does he not understand that people are going to take a magnifying glass over everything he says? Doesn't care. Or does he do this, like I said, when he got elected, so we talk about the fact that he doesn't think exercise helps you, so nobody's paying attention to what he's doing while governing? Is that what this is? Does he believe in exercise? Although he was saying this all this stuff before he ran, though. That's crazy. I, let me tell you, as a guy who's overweight, who ate many things from a, from a window this week, let me tell you, I believe exercise would benefit me. I don't know if it'll help you. It would benefit me. 
We have Rancid Dropkick tickets. That show July 30th, Jacob's Pavilion. Caller 20 right now, 1-800-243-7625. We'll get you hooked up with those and start New Turd Tuesday and then give you $1,000 next on Rock 106.9. New songs and decide if, well, it's a turd or not. New Turd Tuesday. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. About to win yourself $1,000 with our Workday Double Pay. We'll give you the next keyword here shortly. And starting New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino in Northfield Park there. If you're new to the program, here's what we do. We play you a couple of new songs, and then we vote on them. We bar no format here. Play you uh, some stuff from the pop world, some country stuff, some rock stuff. Much like the Hard Rock Roxino right there. There you go. A little taste of everything. <laughs> little taste of everything right there. And we always start with the pop record. And we have the new Miley Cyrus here. Now, I haven't heard this yet, but from what I'm being told by Fantone is that she goes a little folksy here. Is that what you heard? Yeah, Miley Cyrus. Um, and she said, you know, I've just, you know, grown as a person and I'm not the party girl that I once was. I'm sober now. And uh, she decided to take her musical endeavors into a new direction. Oh, good for her. Right in the trash can, I suppose. <laughs> Let's take a listen. <laughs> What was her her one album? Bangers? Was yeah. that the name of that album? I gotta tell you, dude, that album was so good. And I mean, there was a ton of great stuff on there. Stacked full of hits. And uh, that was the direction she had. This is the direction she's going. There you go. I never came to the beach or stood by the ocean I never sat by the shore under the sun with my feet in the sand But you brought me here she is not a good singer. I'm happy that you did. Not the best one. No. Talk about a girl who got a ton out of her Disney career, though, right? I mean, like some of those girls just like disappear. Right. And she's just kind of like rocketed to like superstardom from that. I never went boating, don't get how the air floating, and sometimes I get so scared of what I can't understand. But here I am next to you. The sky is more blue. Is she talking about passages, Malibu, because she's sober? Is that what this is about? Passages Malibu. Every time I see that commercial, you can tell the dude that's in that commercial is on drugs. He's uh, like, oh, I've been sober for 10 years. No, you haven't, you liar. You know what I heard yesterday? What is that? That Passages, I heard this yesterday, bought a huge house in Maslin. And that, honestly, that if you see the cars going in and out of there, that major celebrities are getting recovered in Maslin. Can't wait, and to, if you, can't wait to see one of them. If you know how rehab works, that's what they do. They take people and they put you in what Hollywood types would consider to be the middle of nowhere, right. and that's where we would be for Hollywood types. You know what I mean? And I heard that they bought multiple places and that like Maslin's like becoming one of the new... Now, again, that's from a resident there. I don't have like a press release or anything. If you have to find your sobriety in Tiger Town, dude, you are at a low, <laughs> low place in your life. I think that's what this is about. We watch the sun go down as we're walking. 
I, ha- I hate to be this guy. I hate to be this guy. But, dude, when musicians get sober, it's just not good. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's just not good. I mean, dude, say what you want to I mean, dude, drugs are bad, right? Oh, of but, course. But Bill Maher famously said once that heroin did a ton of good work to his music collection. And it did. We watch the sun go down as we uh, dude, that sounds like me trying to sing. That's it does. Awful. This sounds like shower singing. Awful. Oh my god. When she was making party songs and when she was making even that Wrecking Ball song, which necessarily wasn't like a party song, but still. No, like, that was the heartbreak song. But 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 when you have something to hide behind as a bad singer, it's a lot easier to be a bad singer. Like Vince Neil, bad singer, but you can hide behind the sound of Motley Crue. Yes. And like, you know what I mean? Yes. This, terrible singer. Worst singer maybe ever. This is just her out there exposed and it sounds awful. Dude. I mean, why did she not so sound so bad singing The Climb then? Um, well, I mean, because she sounds worse now, at least partially because that was like a very heavily produced. Hey, here's a pop song that you're going to sing and you're going to have like this um, is more just like straightforward playing. Right. And yeah, it's not good. A producer got a hold of Wrecking Ball and said it's seven producers got a hold of Wrecking Ball. Here's how we make it better. Now, this is Miley Cyrus saying, no, I'm an I'm an artist. Shut up. That album was so dude. Bangers was great. I'm going to stand on my artistic like, integrity. If you played this for me and said, guess who this is? Miley Cyrus would have never been one of my guesses. Just doesn't even sound like her to me. The sky's so blue. The sky's so blue. Shut up. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, she's annoying, dude. Somebody give this girl a bottle of vodka and an April. Good grief. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I would be on team get her hammered, too. Oh. I would. That sounds awful to root for somebody's sobriety to fail, but like I kind of want her sobriety to fail. I do. Listen to that. Yeah, that's bad. Oh my god! See, everybody, everything's overly produced. Everything sounds so produced. The problem with your theory is, A, you're arguing for things to be less good, moron, and (laughs) right? Like, don't produce it so much. I want it to sound crappier. Like, you're an idiot, first. And second, like, this is, no, the first point's good enough. I don't need another one. You're arguing for things to be less good. But this is what happens when an artist is allowed in the studio to do what they want. This. The artist always thinks they're good. They're not. The producer's the one that's good. Oh my god. I wish I would have remembered what my second point was because it was good. It's alright. Oh my god. The sky's all blue. In Malibu. Oh my god. I'm telling you, this is about getting sober at passages and meeting, I don't know, 
third direction or whoever the hell might have been sitting there on the lawn chair next to her. I'm telling you, that's what it's about. Sometimes I feel like I'm I know what I'll do. I'll write the I'll write the rehab song. Everybody will like that one. Just take your clothes off. Be weird. Straddle poles. Do all that stuff. Remember that? Lick stuff. Yeah. I hope Passages Mount, who is not an advertiser, dude, because they cannot be happy with us there. <laughs> they cannot be happy. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if they are or not. Fanto, make it official. It's a turn. Um, I, you know, I like Miley Cyrus. I, I like pop music. I, 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 I can't stand up for that at all, though. That was genuinely awful. I own bangers. Still listen to it. Absolutely love it. But that was a major turn. It's a turn. I apologize for making you sit through that. So we will get you hooked up with this $1,000 to make up for it. It's a hip track. We listen to new songs and decide if, well, it's a turd or not. New Turd Tuesday. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We already played you the new Miley Cyrus for New Turd Tuesday, a song called Malibu. We both voted turd on that because, wow, was yeah, it bad. That bad. was, honestly, that was one of the worst pop songs I've heard in a while. Well, it was a folk song, so, you know, hey, whatever. Call it what you want to. Yeah, I don't know why she's going folksy. No. Um, probably because, like, it's, you know... Uh, this will shock everybody. Right. Yeah, you zig when you're supposed to zag, and all of a sudden it's like, I'm an artist. No. I vote no. We have a a country selection here by a group I've never heard of called the Sons of Palomino. And the song is called Countryholic. A little honky-tonk sound right there. A little bit more traditional, yeah. Chair wiggling. Yeah. Now, uh, you already know what people are going to start tweeting, and I already know what people are going to start tweeting. What's that? Um, is that, you know, well, dude, finally we're getting away from borough country. Finally, you know, we're getting back to the sounds of, of the South and how they're really supposed to be. Any validity to this? Is this any different than a a a, a Cole Swindell song per Again, se? Sound wise, maybe. If I read you these lyrics, they're going to read like a Luke Bryan song. Like I, this way, I keep trying to tell people about lyrics. Don't get caught up in that. Right. You know what I mean? Don't get caught. Dude, lyrics are always trash. Songs are three and a half minutes long. You got to right. repeat the chorus twice. Right. Lyrics are trash always. Right. If I read you, dude. If I if I printed out the Rolling Stones and read it to you, you'd be like, God, is that awful? But you add context and bass guitars and like this kind of stuff. All of a sudden, now stuff starts to sound cool. So I don't get caught up in the lyrics. Yes, there is a there is a less pop music sound to this than what you're hearing on you know coming out of the Jason Aldeans of the world. I would agree with that. Yeah. Dancing down a hill, 
Yeah, this sounds more to me like um, country music I had to listen to in the car with my parents in like the early 90s, late 80s. Yeah. Twitter told me it's the watermelon crawl of 2017. Okay. Yeah, it does kind of have that same sound. I hated that song. That one, and she thinks my tractor's sexy. I didn't get that one. Yeah, we're both bobbing right now. <laughs> yeah, it's a little, little, little swaying back and forth there in the studio for the Sons of Palomino. Mention corn dogs in the song, and that's how you get me on board. <laughs> Just mention corn dogs, county fair food, and your boy's in. It's, I will say this, it's definitely more line dancey mm-hmm. than, you know, Tyler Farr's music is. Yeah, I would agree with that. Which is crazy to me that like that to, that's like the palatable country sound because it, once upon a time, dude, that line dancey, you know, was just like people were ready to vomit over it. You know, in the early nineties, early Hand raised. early to mid nineties, dude, people hated this stuff, and now all of a sudden it's like, yeah, man, that's how country's supposed to sound. That's how do spurs and and, and achy breaking hearts. Big old bell that, that, that's, what I, that's what I need. The spur sound. Spurs need Kawhi Leonard is what they need. Well, Marcus Aldridge needs to do some work. I'll tell you what, Tony Parker might not be a bad idea either. Come on, guitar, come on. I'm being asked if the song's called Country Honky. No, 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 it's not. It's not Country Honky. It is Country Holic. And I'm glad somebody asked, because if, if there were a lot of you out there thinking that, I'm glad we got you set straight. Ah, dude, a fiddle in there? That sounds real country to me. Yeah. Banjos and fiddles and steel guitars, that's that whole thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Sons of Palomino, Country Holic. Guys, both chair wiggling. I gotta tell you, there's no cure for a country honky, might be a better song, though. <laughs> I don't hate it. I actually want this to be a little bit more produced. I know we're always bitching about produced, but I want it to be a little bit more produced. I'd like to hear the vocal a little bit more in that. Yeah. Right? Didn't it sound a little drowned out? But there's Country Holic by the Sons of Palomino. Fans, don't give me the vote there, buddy. Not a Now, it's uh, no secret on the Stansberry show that I'm not big into country music. No, no, um, no. That's pretty well out there. Not not necessarily my thing, but it's the bro country music that I'm kind of against. Um, 
I dig a bunch of country music, just not stuff that you're necessarily going to hear on 99.7. And, dude, that fit right into where I'd want country music to be, where I think it sounds the best. I have to vote not a turd as well. Not a turd! When I saw the name of the song, Country Holic, I was like, oh, my God. We're in for another, right. like, girls in a country song. Right. Like, I, right, we're, right, in, right, right, right. we're in for, like, the Thomas Rhett version of what's wrong with country music. And I kind of felt like that's where we were headed, and then we ended up getting something else, and it was actually really, really good. You know, people want to, oh, country music sucks, rock music sucks. Dude, just go find stuff that sounds right to you. There's more music now than there's ever been before. You can find something that fits your palate. If you're a country fan and you don't really love the bro country thing, I'm going to get you turned on to Cody Jinks. He played the Agora, was packed, and I had never heard of I had never heard him before I went. And he was so good. And I've been I, I've been addicted to him. Um and I, I typed him into iHeartRadio and it ended up giving me like a thousand other people that I can Ding. listen to. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> it was iHeartRadio, right? Stick with that. It was iHeartRadio. I stuck it in there for you, boss. I got one in there for you. iHeartRadio.com. Download it for free right now. You get new Green Day. Revolution Radio. Next on the Sansbury Show. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. On Rock 106.9, online for you, WRQK.com. If you missed yesterday's program, podcast that there. Was it a good one yesterday? I don't remember. Should, should we tell them to go listen to it or you not? Know what? Maybe, know. You know, skip yesterday. I can't remember what was on that one. There's probably a few from last week that were all right. Check yeah, those ones right. out. No, I actually I walked out of here confident yesterday. Did you not? I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know. What are we talking about? What do we do? All right, true or false. Like, if I, if I put money on the line right now. Okay. How many things from yesterday's show could you list that we that we talked about? Because Fant, do Phantom like you're the king of this? Like the moment something's done, he's it's over, we, and like it never happened. We with do him. twelve breaks a day. We do right. twelve. Could I name six of them from yesterday? No way. No, I don't think I would take good. the under on yeah, that. I with think you. I think I would take the under on that one too. Buddy, that's a little concerning, right? Um, no, I mean I don't feel like I have like short term memory loss or anything. But even though you can't remember something from yesterday, <laughs> but but I don't remember what I ate. Yeah, yesterday. exercise. Size is bad. I, I don't remember what I ate yesterday. Um, I, I am. I'm, I'm very much a don't look back kind of person, and I know that's sometimes negative in my life. But it, it, I'm very much like, well, it's done. It's over. We're moving forward from this point on. You are very much like rip the page off. Yep. Let's start. The, Here let's, we go. You're a new chapter, dude. You yep. really are. Indeed, I am. You can't remember anything from yesterday either, Dick. You don't know. What are we talking about? You like how we're making <laughs> short-term memory loss sound like it's an attribute of ours? Yeah. Don't worry so much about yesterday. Get up today. New one pushed forward. Don't trip do. over stuff behind you. That's, you don't want to do that, Whatever dude. other you know inspirational Instagram quote some girl wrote. Spaceships don't come equipped with rearview mirrors, baby. Keep going ahead. How it is. I, I never heard that one. There it is, dude. I never heard that one. We will continue New Tour Tuesday right now. <laughs> <laughs> as I feel like we're exposing ourselves right now. And uh, we are going to finish today's segment off with Green Day, their brand new song, Revolution Radio. I wonder if it's too early for this to be a Trump song. No. You know how fast stuff can get turned around now? Yeah, but I mean, it takes usually a little bit of time for it to be a thought in Billy Joe's head into into a song, and then you have to get it produced. The record label's going to have to put it out. I mean, we're through. We haven't heard it yet. Yeah, and we're through. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it could be bad enough to where they turn it around that fast. I don't know. You don't think it is? 
Well, I just don't know in the sense of like, did, did they have enough time to put a full album together of Trump songs? Because let's be real, the inauguration was only 100 days ago, but he won in November. So He yeah. won in November. He yeah. was running for a while before yeah. that. Um, and I don't know if the album's out. It, okay. This may be just a, just just a, a released single? track. Yeah, I don't know that. Okay. And there's no way to find this out. But Dookie came out when I was in high school. Right. Right? Yeah. Near the end of my high school uh, run there. All right. And I wonder now, because I still love that album. When I Come Around is still a, a, a... When I Come Around is a song by Green Day that if I hear it on the radio when I'm driving around, I'm turning that song up. For sure. Okay? There's a couple others on that. Basket Case. Basket Case, I'm yeah. probably going to turn up. There's probably going to be a few others I'm going to turn up off that record. So obviously, I think that that record was pretty good, and it was a huge part of like me growing up, right? But if it got released today, do, would it sound to me... Like this sounds to me, which is like, oh my God, Green Day, pack it in. Yeah, I would have to, right? I mean, obviously, where you stand in life is going to dictate how things sound to you now, in life. To and keep the same band, American Idiot, that album did not sound this way to me when it came out. Now, I was not obviously not this age, but I was older than I was when Dookie came out. I was in the radio business when American Idiot came out. That was like, what, 08? But let's be real about the, um, about the, I guess, the changing perspective once you get into radio, where it's like, I can recognize that's a hit, and I can recognize that Green Day had some songs off of American Idiot that, like, yeah, of course we should play. I didn't like any of it. None of it was like, dude, oh, yeah, American Idiot, the song, I love it. No, I didn't like that song. It wasn't good. I, I really liked that song, okay. and I liked that album. I really liked American Idiot. You hate it. Ugh. Here's my thing on it so far, is that it doesn't sound up to Green Day quality, meaning it sounds like some 41. It sounds yeah. like it, like Good Charlotte, where it's like, and I get that Good Charlotte was a big band. Okay, but they weren't as big as Green Day. It kind of sounds B level, this style of music. It doesn't sound up to Green Day quality. It leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah. 
And there's been no real reference to anything in the sense of, like, nothing Trump, nothing like, oh, Black Lives Matter or anything like that. It's just kind of taking that concept of of, of revolution right now and in, 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 in homogenizing it and just kind of like, yeah, hey, you want a song for your protest? Whatever you're protesting, this is the song. Great point. Because American Idiot actually sounded like they had problems with what was going on. This, to me, sounds like this is hot right now. Right. And if we do this, right. everybody's going to be talking about Green Day. I like that. One thing I'll say about Green Day for three dudes, they've always had a ton of sound. Like a crunch sound to them. Yes, I agree. Hard for trios to do that. Thin Lizzy, another trio that could totally do it. Danko Jones out of Canada, another trio that can do it. But they're rare. was better that had a chance to be like chantable in your car why is it so long for green day too there it is revolution radio the new green day song on new turd tuesday fanto give me uh give me the vote buddy it's a turd apparently the revolution will be televised in a very crappy fashion right there i mean i, I think i hit it on the head when i just like that's the sound of a homogenized like corporate revolution where it's like okay here's the paint by numbers and they're gonna like it and they're gonna hold up a sign they're gonna chant something it's like and it when had the, no heart it it's had like no meaning when the local news person tries to rap because because the because the kids are into the rap and so like the local straight white bread news dudes like now like vanilla icing it on the 11 o'clock news that's what that kind of came off to me very very forced i'm gonna vote turd on that as well it's a turd had a chance to be good there, but uh, it got lost in transition there. Aside from that, we are done for the day. Now, this is important. Fishhead has your next opportunity for you to win $1,000. He'll give you the next keyword. That will happen at 1010 on Rock 106.9. We'll talk to you again tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. live on Rock 106.9. Aside from that, we are done. Have a great day. See you.